fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. A quote from Edgar Allan Poe. Once upon a midnight... Oh, no, that's the wrong one. Ah. The boundaries which divide life from death are at best shadowy and vague. Who shall say where the one ends and where the other begins? Our campaign is Horror on the Orient Express, and this is episode 70. Oh my God. <laughs> That's at least 140 hours we've played so far. I am your Game Master, and Jeff Wilkins will be giving the recap. We are at last in the heart of our story. The players are ready. Let's begin our journey into the darkness. Jeff? Thanks, Tom. Our last episode started off with our group finally arriving in Constantinople. What we're assuming is the final leg of our long journey. This is the location where we're supposed to destroy the cursed statue, statue known as the Sedevkar Simulacrum. We have one firm clue in that we're supposed to destroy the statue at a location where it was created, which is called the Shunned Mosque. The problem is, we have no idea where the mosque is located. We're also in search of the final scrolls, which will provide us with the instructions we need to destroy the statue. Again, we have no idea where to search for them. As we disembark from the train and attempt to gather our belongings, only to find this, that several of the pieces of the statue and some of our luggage is missing. We're moving about the bustling train station and the chaos of the people, and the porter tells us not to worry that this sort of thing happens on a daily occasion. He has dispatched others to find our missing pieces and tells us that when we find them, he will have them brought to our hotel. With not much else that we could do, we head to the hotel. Once we settle in, thankfully, our luggage does arrive. Everything other, everything other than a few trinkets is accounted for. We toss around ideas on where best to store the statue pieces now that we've arrived. We don't trust anyone, but it's impractical for us to constantly lug these pieces around 24-7. We finally agree that we will trust the hotel security to hold and guard the pieces for us. That night we have a shared dream and a vague meaning where we see a man who appears to be either beckoning us or maybe he's warning us. We think we might recognize him, but it's unclear. The next morning, we awake, and during breakfast, we catch a glimpse of a newspaper article about a rash of missing children, 15 in total. Of course, we suspect that the skinless cult. The police think that there's a connection to Greece and a possible child slavery ring. We finally get underway, and we are advised by the hotel concierge that a good place to find a translator would be the bazaar, and that we should look for a scribe. So off we go. We arrive at the bazaar, and soon we catch sight of four large men walking toward us in the crowd with a determined look on their faces. We, prefer, we prepare ourselves for a fight, but at the last minute, they push past us and intimidate a young man, who just so happens to be a scribe. He offers us his services, and despite the unusual circumstances of our meeting, we decide to trust him and hire him. His name was Faya. Having acquired a translator, we next head to the university library, where we arrive around 10 a.m. First, we try to find the listing of mosques, which we do, but there's literally hundreds, and it seems like we're searching for a needle in a haystack. We continue searching, and we do find a mention of a historical event in 1204, where it mentions Sedevkar, but it's ever so brief and just says that he was a bad scholar and that he disappeared in 1204. It seems as though we've hit a brick wall. That brings us up to date. So, 
what would you like to do next? <laughs> hmm. Are you st you're still at the at the the university library? Mm -hmm. Okay. Is there anything else you want to look up or? Um, I had a thought, but I don't know if it's metagame. So Tom, you can answer this one. Um, Dr. Keith was bringing up the idea of the red tower. Okay. And I went back and I looked and you had given us a map of Constantinople for that time period. Uh, your characters, uh, your the people in the book had the map. You don't actually have the map. Okay. All right. That's what I was wondering. Because on that, it showed us where the location was. So I didn't know if that was in the book or if that was... Okay. Right. No, it wasn't in the book. Um, I, I had a thought. Um... I'm not sure whether the university library would really be the right place for this. But but my thought was, um, and I'm, I may be wrong, but correct, correct me if I am wrong, but the shunned mosque, if we're operating on, 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 on the idea that the shunned mosque is a mosque is a, 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 a cult center, right. then, um, Perhaps if we looked at um, newspaper records for the locations of these child abductions, or even possibly if there were any um, sort of potentially unusual ritual murders or um, skinnings or something like that, they might be centered in general hmm. of the mosque. Like, uh, so you so you'd want to research where the children were abducted from? Um, yes, I'd like I'd like to um, see if there's anything, um, see if it's in any specific areas of the city. Okay. Or if there are any specific areas of the city that are perhaps. Um, now realize, of course, that notorious for for crime or, or something. Realize that Constantinople is larger even than Rome, mm -hmm. so it was the capital of the empire. So it's it's huge. It's not like if there's crime, there's crime all over the place, and if there's mm. missing there, there people, must be, there must be like a, a bad bit. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, you could see if you can oh, find that. I'm sure like you, like you, you probably wouldn't find or, it or some sort. To say too, along those those same lines, I, I would like to um, cross research to see if uh, the missing children have any sort of connection. If they come from the same area, uh, their their parents knew each other, like that sort of thing. Well, it's not stuff or that you're going to find in the library through newspapers or something like that. Um, I would. Um, they would speak to the so through uh there are two newspapers uh in istanbul uh constantinople uh one is the orient and the other one's the tannin um uh they're both in turkish so you'll need fair 
to help you do that research. Hmm. What do you want FAIR to look for? Well, let's start off with Dr. Keith's uh, idea. Areas of crime? Um, well, um, specifically, the, the, um, the child abductions, I think we could do the, the child abductions as, 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 as part of this, just sort of lo the locations of the well, child abductions. But also um, anything like sort of skinnings or ritual murders or un unusual murders really is what we're looking for. If, if I was going to sum it up in, in one phrase, unusual murders would be the phrase I would choose. Okay. Um, go ahead and do a library roll, Dr. Keith. Oh, dear. <laughs> I think I've just got thrown out of the library. <laughs> I, just, I just rolled a hundred. <laughs> well, I've forgotten how to read. Uh, your line of research uh, is basically uh, looking through newspaper articles to see if you can find references for the missing children. Um, you find you you find say five references. Uh, only two of them say where the children are missing from. Um, a couple of them might mention areas of the city, uh, but there's nothing specific uh, to be found in the newspapers. Uh, just in general, it seems like they're coming from all over the place. And the, the strongest speculation is that it's probably slavers. Slavers are grabbing the kids and abducting them and making turning them into slaves and selling them somewhere. Okay. The slavery still exists in this part of the world. So to be so, clear, the children are, are missing. They're not, their bodies haven't been found. They're not murdered. They're just correct. missing. Correct. Right. Which is why it's probably... It would say murder if they found dead bodies. They're finding they're not finding anybody. So Okay. And it's not I'd have to say it's not just children that you're finding too. The people go missing in big gigantic cities like this. It's only in fact it's probably only because that these are children and there's been fifteen of them that the newspapers have even bothered to say anything. Uh Fayer says it's also possible that these are the 15 that the parents actually said something to the police. Um, you have to understand in Constantinople right now, there is a lot of animosity towards the British um, and a lot of the, the, the poorer Turkish people don't trust the British. So they wouldn't even go to the police, even though their children were missing. Mm. You know, so there may be even more children missing than that. Who can say? And Fayer's attitude towards the whole thing is it's a big city. I mean, what it, it's horrible, but it's not really that unusual. That's his opinion. Okay, Dr. Dawkins, your line of, what was your line of research? It, I mean, pretty much, um, you covered it. 
I was going to see if there was um, connections, like with the children. But um, areas of crime, they're all over the place. Any, any, you know, you're going to have uh, wealthier areas, and then you're going to have poorer areas, and wealthier areas and poorer areas, and you're all over the place. And there's places that you definitely they, don't want to be at night. Um, uh, children from wealthy families that that went missing. Probably well, there's not. nothing. There's nothing really said. Uh, obviously, the the one that you found, Bladek um, Mayal Mayval, uh, his father owns a tea house, a tea house, and so he's a merchant. He's he's probably got some money, but nobody's asked for money. Okay. Nobody's nobody's ransomed the children. Hmm. Uh, and it also. Uh, It, it does seem like most of the people abducted are Turkish or Turkish blends, if you will. And there's not that many, well, except for the British. The British are more wealthy, so they're probably in wealthier neighborhoods. And it's easier to abduct children from poorer neighborhoods. Another thought I had was that the um, I was going through some of the stuff in the Tilius Corvus. Um, there was one part where we, I don't know if you guys remember, but we went down into that pit. There was the like a large, large giant. I think it was, was oh, it a cistern yes. or was it described as a, as a pit where we, we like went down a ramp, I think. Oh, and in the mountains. Like, talking about yeah, in the mountains, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just wondered if maybe, because that was kind of their headquarters. I wondered if maybe there was, if it was still their headquarters. Um, now that's in that's in La Idea. Um, it's not even in this part of the country. I thought, oh. You're it was in the mountains, uh, near near a little village up in the hills. Yeah, we were given the three village names. Right, but that was that was miles and miles from here. That you had to cross the sea and, oh, and oh, oh. like part of the Mediterranean, I think. In that story, it was Lydia. I'll show it to you on that maybe. Continue, and I'll I'll find it real quick and just show you where it is in, in relationship to where you are. What if we were to start talking to religious people? Because oftentimes the statue and Sedefgar have been referred to as satanic. I wonder if maybe I feel like we've tried to to look into like a cult bookshops and that never led us anywhere but i wonder if we talked to like a local church or something like that where I don't know. It's, it's reasonable to assume isn't it that local local imams would if uh, yeah because that, that raises an interesting um, thing because if if it's a shunned mosque <laughs> then it's going to be shunned by the local Muslim community. 
particularly by um, local imams. So they're the ones doing the shunning. So they'd know where it is. That's kind of what I was thinking. Unless it doesn't exist, and then we're really in trouble. Or unless um, they they simply don't know it by the appellation the shunned mosque. Yeah. But I, I just was trying to put together the whole religious aspect of it as far as that, you know, if it's bad and evil, then the people that might know that are the people that are trying to protect their mm. parish or their believers. That's a very good idea. But then again, how how do you bring that up? Let's go to the church. Oh, hello. Uh, can you tell us about the evil cult leader in your neighborhood? Like, <laughs> which mosques do you not go to, <laughs> and why? <laughs> I don't know how to breach that. Just stick with the the idea of you know we're doing uh, historical research. Uh, in text, uh, speaking of this uh, shunned mosque, you're trying to locate it and in the right direction. That's a good idea. We do have some knowledge, but we could probably fake that pretty well. And as far as the scrolls go, I mean, I'm really, I don't think we have any clues or leads for that, do we? No. Because like the other one we found, did we, did we find it in the dreamlands or was it? Found found it, it, you you um, found that in, uh, in the dreamlands created by that was, uh, Duke Desenfant in the Luzon. Okay. Yeah. If that's see Istanbul there. Okay. Uh, straight across from it over here. Oops. Over over here. <laughs> that is part of it's hard to do this this way. Uh hold on. Um so now Istanbul is just this little dot. Mm -hmm. Right there. This whole country over here, over here, that's Lydia. So somewhere way up in the mountains. But Istanbul is now just this little dot. So okay. it's another whole part of the country okay. across the Bosporus. Is it the Bosporus? It's the Bosporus Strait. I'm not sure. Anyways, it's another whole country. Um, what were you guys just talking about? I thought I was listening. Oh, yeah, talking to religious leaders. Well, there's plenty of them imams, Muslim imams. There's also Christian. Uh, uh, this is kind of the technically the, the, the center of Greek Orthodox Church, although. They're kind of imprisoned here. They're 
the patriarch has a church, but I think he's here. He might be he might be out of the country at this point because it's too dangerous to be here. But you're going to find 99% Muslim. Muslim. Tiny little handful of Christians. We found the reference to Sadevkar in 1204. The Crusades, yes. The Fourth Crusade. Is there anything further on that that we were given or no? Well, you probably know more than the, the average person or the average book here because you've read the um, uh, the Dark Crusade, the uh, Imagine del Diablo, which was all about that crusade. You're saying, I'm getting the two confused, the Imagine Diablo and the book from Tilius Corvus. Right. Are they two different things? Oh, yeah. Uh, Lamagini del Diavolo is set in 1204. Uh, those were the knights of uh, uh, the knights that were sent by Baldwin uh, to stop the plague that was going on across the sea in Lydia. Um, uh, Tilius Corvus was about the Fortunus Vulcan, uh, Vul, 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 the Mighty Falcons, and they were in 321 or so just before Constantinople was inaugurated as the capital of the empire. So almost a thousand years different, 900 years difference between the two. Um, let me think. Uh, there are other places. The, uh, Constantinople is a huge um, historical place. Uh, there's museums and there's collections and there's all sorts of things all over the city. Art museums and uh, history museums. And you know, why don't, why don't we take a look in a, a museum? When we head there, we might stumble across the scrolls. Thayer also says that, you know, sometimes the, sometimes the best place to find information about things that you're looking for is uh, the market. Just asking around, you hear, you know, you know, any place that's dangerous? <laughs> how, how, how much precisely are we telling Thayer? Well, you tell me. Yeah. He's been having to help you now. read some of this stuff. You have told him what you were looking for in the newspapers. Mm -hmm. Right. Though he doesn't, as he, you haven't said anything about the Sedefkar simulacrum. I, I don't think we should. Until we know that we can trust him, I think we should be very, very cagey with this, Joe. I think we should trust him at all. Yeah, no, this, I'm, I'm sort of tempted to agree with you this, there. I think it's yeah. a bit weird that we were looking for a scribe and then suddenly there was this altercation that just sort of steered us towards a particular scribe at the right moment. That that still, right. still seems a bit odd to me. 
for the most part, Fayar's Fayar's demeanor is uh, he's not friendly. He's not unfriendly. He's professional, and he simply he doesn't like offer his advice. Basically, he just stands there and waits for you to to need him to do something. And uh, but he's also not distracted. He's you're paying him. He is listening. Mm -hmm. In case you need to need his services. Yeah, I just think we should be very cautious with him. Should we use the same sort of cover story that we're telling a book or something like that? Yes, yeah. yeah we just, well, you know, I'm, uh, uh, these two of us are, are academics. So we, we have that mm -hmm. perfectly reasonable for academics. To, I mean, I'm a historian. Mm -hmm. I'm perfectly reasonable that I should be interested in. The history of the region. It's probably the only trip to, to Constantinople sure. I'll ever make. Determined mm -hmm. to, to get the most out of it. Might be able to write a paper. Yes, yeah, so I think we should. Um, it's, it's, it's like a, a busman's holiday, as far as as far as fair is concerned. That's we're on a working holiday. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm. there may be more information in your notes that you have forgotten. My notes are about 991 pages. <laughs> we'll make it into a book afterwards. <laughs> the Adventures of Frank. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, do a, go ahead and do a, a spot hidden. I'm not a spot hidden, a, a, um, an idea roll, Frank, since you've got the 900 pages of stuff. <laughs> 38 is almost a heart. Okay. So I'll almost give you a good answer. Um, <laughs> Uh, I do believe that somewhere in your notes was mentioned uh, the Top Copy Museum, which was originally part of the uh, the uh, the palace of the Sultan. It is, I think Thomas mentioned it last time. It is a museum, a harem, uh, a library, uh, uh, a place of learning. Uh, it's probably mentioned in your book as well. Yes, it is. I just found it. Ancient Top Copy Palace is now a museum founded in 1892 under the able direction of Hamdi Bey. The palace has become a treasure house of the historic and priceless. The nearby archaeological museums were founded in 1836. The Museum of the Janissaries in 1726 part mosque, part palace, part treasure house, part place of learning. The museum is a wonder of Constantinople and a fitting conclusion of a European tour. For those of you who don't know, Janissaries were uh, Christian men who were captured by the Turks and then made into basically like palace guards. They were. Hmm. Tall hats. 
Well, that seems like a good place to look. Yeah. I see we head over there. Yeah. Hmm. Is that on our map? It should be. We are... University Library number two. Top copy is number six. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it's huge. Get my travel guide. It's also near the Hagia Sophia. Hagia Sophia, yeah. That's the big that was the the that was the center of uh, Greek Orthodox Christianity, the where the Patriarch of Constantinople was, the Imperial Church. It's the largest church in the world, mm. but it's been turned into a mosque. Now it's just a museum. But... So, is that where you guys are going to head? Yeah. Yep. Uh, from where you are, you're at the university. Yeah. Um, it's across town, but you can't miss it. Uh, let's say that you guys have spent a good four hours at the university trying to do your research. And um, so let's say it's, it's, it's noon. Do you want to get anything to eat before you go to the museum? Oh, I should say so. Starving. Yeah. All right. So along the way, you end up at... Um, a little uh, cafe. Um, they serve you some interesting Turkish food. You find it tasty. Uh, lots of tasty meats and things like that. Um, do a uh, do a listen roll. Um, all of you. No. Fail. Fail. A 55 out of a 45. <laughs> so y'all failed. You don't hear anything other than just people chit-chatting. Um, all right. So you move on. You get to the Top Copy Museum. And let me show that to you. one of my collages. Um, it's, it's huge. You could spend a couple of days here. So you go in and what are you going to do? There are books and scrolls and tons of stuff, uh, pictures and paintings and uh, tons and tons and tons and tons of stuff. You might as well be in the British Museum. Hmm. Let's have a look around. Um, uh, it's by, I guess, uh, Error. 
So uh, we're looking for the Crusades era, um, 18th century. It's not. It's perhaps um, categorized more as uh, topic matter. Uh, old books, old uh, pictures, uh, statuary, um, carvings, um, mathematical formulas, um, things that were in the harem, things that were in the palace. I, I believe actually it's also home to the famous emerald-encrusted dagger of Sultan Mahmud I. Yeah, that's there. I wonder if we could engage some sort of Swiss criminal mastermind to help us steal it. The Pink Panther is also there in a room with uh, <laughs> sitting there in the middle. Oh. Uh, that's where that, that music was coming from. <laughs> so you're at the museum looking around. You don't even know really what you're looking for. I mean, you know what you're looking for, but you don't know what you're looking for. What if we start with the obvious of statuary? Um, see if there's any mention of a strange occult statue. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to visualize how you are finding information. Maybe a statue has a little card on it next to it. You know, telling you what it's about, but you would literally have to walk through the whole museum reading every single card to see if you could find anything. If you're going to just look at the cards, that would take you years. <laughs> Is we there don't... a section for the late Crusades, the, the Fourth Crusade? It doesn't seem to be categorized that way. There's, okay. there's definitely things from that period things from uh, even earlier Byzantine periods, but it's like they'll they'll pick something. Things from churches, and then there'll be a whole bunch of different things, and there doesn't really seem to be a catalog. I'm sure there's a catalog, but that's part of the museum's filing. An idea of what the scroll looks like, I mean, based off the one that we have. So why not something like that? Um, go ahead and do a spot hidden. You're looking what for something that's made out of human skin, or something that resembles that, something similar. It seems reasonable that if Sedev, that if Sedevkar put the one scroll on human skin, then the other ones are probably also on human skin. You don't see anything like that. You do see parchment. You do see things that are on lamb skin or goat skin, but they're quite a different texture. You don't see anything on that that really resembles the scroll of the head. So I'm going to say you spend at least two hours then, just since you're just walking around. Unless you want to do something else. Um, yeah, I knew it wasn't going to be that easy. Let's see.
The last mention, mm -hmm. the, well, the clue we just found in the library, the last mention of that card is in 1204. That's because they killed him in 1204. They killed him? Or... Yeah. Remember, you guys, he was in front of the big, gigantic piece of skin with glowing light, and the, the knights killed him. They cut his head off for whatever they did. So, kind of, uh, if this is cheating, tell me, but what if we were to look for a map in 1204? A map? A map of Constantinople in hmm. 1204. It's the Crusades. Um, there may be a few primitive maps from that period, uh, maybe that were drawn by uh, Baldwin's people, but they're not very detailed. They basically show where the palace is, where some of the main details are, but they're not, they're definitely not, it's not like cartography back then. It's, and a lot of them are stylized, you know. It's just a shape, and then it's got little buildings and uh, little guards, little little knights fighting on the edges. But there's no no solid map. Monsters be here. Yeah. Do a spot hidden for me. Forty-one is a pass. Okay. You do find one map that's got a picture of a little dragon on it at one point. But no explanation for what the dragon is. You wonder if, and it does look like it's near a cistern. You wonder if it has anything to do with the dragon in the cistern. But there's nothing nothing significant about the, the picture other than that, the, the, the map. Hmm. Is that location marked? Like, is that in Constantinople then, right? Yeah, somewhere. I mean, it's it's just on the map. It just seems like it might be significant to you, but I just threw it in because it's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> GM gave away something there. No, there's there's it's just just it's a, it's a red herring. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> I didn't think it up until just now. But, yeah, you don't find anything significant that way. There's no map that, that you could follow. Um, is there an occult section? Um, no, not really. Uh, uh, since the, the predominance here is Muslim, you kind of reject all that stuff. There is a lot of mathematical stuff because they're they're very proud of the fact that their history has a lot of mathematical algebra and stuff like that was practically invented by them. Mm. The alphabet was invented by them. The zero was invented by them. Oh, so if we go back in time and murder the person who came to Buddha, we can <laughs> save a lot of people, a lot of headaches in the future. <laughs> yeah, but when you get to the future, our computers would be really clunky. It would be. 
and Einstein's theory of relativity wouldn't look anything like EM equals MC squared. <laughs> so, um, what you're going to do? You're finding it very frustrating. Uh, there's lots of things, but you could you could spend a week in here looking, and still maybe miss something that's in a case or. Um, I think we just need to talk to somebody who knows the area better than we do. Yeah. Yes. We're, we're trying to avoid uh, talking to too many people, but do it one way or the, or, or the other. So. On our guard. Once we start talking to other people. Mm -hmm. All right. So can we uh, search for like maybe uh, at the uh, at the museum? Someone who might better. I'm sorry. What are you searching for? Uh, like a staff member. Um, there's there's guards standing around. Um, guards like guards in museums can usually tell you things about us. So let's say there's one standing there. Let's let's ask. Uh, yes, can I, I help you? Question. Frank, since he's the, the mouthpiece of the uh, <laughs> uh I'm just gonna blurt it out. Have you ever heard of the Shunned Mosque? Oh, Shunned Mosque? Um, it, it means nothing to me, no. We, we have an interest in the occult. Hmm. Where would one go to find out about the occult? Well, what? I really have I'm no idea. Um, uh, you can go to hell. Occult. Um, you you mean the, like pagan religions? Yeah, yeah. We're doing we're doing research for a book. Uh, I'm a photographer. I'm looking to take pictures of. Uh, locations within Constantinople, um, you know, that, that look creepy, that, that would make good photographs for a book about the occult. No, I don't think there's anything like that here. And he's looking at you kind of odd. Like, yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> what are you trying to say that our city is weird? No, but there's, you know, um, you know how, how they have tales of in, you know, haunted areas. We we writing a book so that um, prove a lot of, you know, this this stuff that people more or less. Uh, do a psychology role. Uh, psychology, really. Mm -hmm. 
Can I do it? Sure. You can all do it if you want. I, I got a 31, and that's a fail. Okay. 28 is a pass. All right, Frank, uh, you're looking at the guy, and you're looking at uh, Dr. Dawkins, and you realize that every time Dr. Dawkins opens up his mouth and says something, that this guard is looking at him like, um, uh, I'm a Turk, this is my country, I love my country, who are you? You're, you're some American, British, or, or some white person who's trying to find some weird things or, or insulting things about my city, and he's, he looks like he's getting insulted by the very notion that there's anything un-Muslim or un-Turkish uh, in his city, uh, he's, he, he looks like he's just going to walk away in a second. We come all the way to Constantinople. This is why I don't talk. <laughs> come all the way to Constantinople and we find a Trump supporter. <laughs> Who, who's this Trump you speak of? <laughs> Sorry. I say don't use things like that. The, 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 the English word for uh, blowing off. <laughs> hmm. And anyways, yes. if, uh, he kind of he kind of wants to get away from you. So he's like, uh, "Excuse me, I have to uh, assist other people." And okay. he, he walks away. But he glances back at you like, "Who the fuck are you?" <laughs> <laughs> well, that didn't work. Charming. This is just, I'm telling you, this is the reason why I do not. Try to converse <laughs> with people. I'm so bad at it. I don't think that was a reflection on you. I think that was our line of questioning. Okay, let's see. What else do we got? Well, I guess what I was trying to get across to him was trying to uh, write a book that will not be in a bad light but this negativity by, you know, all this weird. Well, I guess imagine that, that came across as, I, I guess that came across as, you know, your, your, uh, your country is weird and we're trying to exploit that. Uh, mm -hmm. Imagine if you will, for a moment that uh, uh, in modern day, you went to Salem, Massachusetts and you said, where's the witch museum? It's a, it's right over there. You can't miss it. It looks like a big old haunted house on purpose. Then say, go back to 1609 and say, hey, where's the witch house? And they'd be like, what are you suggesting? <laughs> you know, they'd be, they'd probably put you on trial and burn you <laughs> for even saying the word. These people are deeply religious in, Con in Constantinople and they are, the, they're proud of their city, but they're the suggestion that there's bad things here. You know, who, who are you? <laughs> Why are you saying this? Maybe um, if there's an, if we were to find an intersection mm -hmm. um, on the the Venn diagram 
betwixt um, Islamic religious leaders and people used to dealing with tourists. I would say that those two circles would overlap at the Blue Mosque. Probably. We, we could potentially find some sort of um, helpful soul at the Blue Mosque. So let's give it a look. Right now we're we're uh, up with the uh, with our current search here. So um, could we perhaps just talk to them about um, the, uh, the 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 large number of wonderful mosques in this city, and then at some stage well, just I... just drop in? Are there any mosques we shouldn't go to, <laughs> just in case? Oh, why don't we, why don't we find a one of the nicest uh and go in there and i mean it uh offensive in a way but we go in there we we comment on the beauty of it um we we let them know that we're whatever but like we ask and um we start asking questions about their religion. We can move that into a direction of, well, are there any mosques that we should stay away from? Hmm. Mm. Perhaps we can get our, our information that way. Yes, because um, the, the only other alternative is that we uh, visit all the mosques in Istanbul one by one, which would take us, which would take us how many years? Yeah, which 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 is going to be um, a very very long time spent in Constantinople. Um. Now, I may be wrong, but with very few exceptions, I don't even think you can get into a mosque unless you're Muslim. Um. Places um, like think... the places like the Blue Mosque and Hagia Sophia and places like that, they probably have tours. Oh no, they're they're very they're usually very um like, I, yeah, contem contemporary mosques. They're they're usually very forthcoming. You, you just you ask if you can have a look around, and as long as there's not um, a religious prayer going on, they're, they're usually quite happy to invite you in. Hospitality is a is a, is a um, and I apologize to any Muslims who may be watching. I know very little about uh, Islam. Um, I think you pray a number of times during the day. Yeah, uh, something that we haven't really talked about. But there's minarets on the churches, on the on the mosques. That there's somebody up there at the when it comes for that hour of prayer, you're going to hear them call out. That sound is going to be quite common in this city that you're going to hear. Um. Well, what would you like to do? If you want to do that, that's... Well, if we go to... I mean, think about it. If we go to the Blue Mosque, which is um, the most famous ones, we can ask our questions there. Sure. It's it's huge. It's beautiful. It's spectacular. Exactly. Um, it's exactly what we're looking for. Okay. I don't have pictures of it, but feel free to look up the Blue Mosque on the internet. It's beautiful. Um, 
All right, and I'm not sure where it is. I'm not sure if it's on our map or not. It's a little bit south, about a half mile south. Okay. So you probably can see it. It's a big, gigantic mosque. Um, so you're going to leave the museum. Uh, you head to the mosque, and uh, there are helpful people. We'll just make it easy. There's helpful people if, if you want to ask questions. Uh, if you'd like to talk to the imam, who's uh, okay. uh, the religious uh, expert, uh, he can tell you all about the Muslim religion. Um, so, Frank or who would you want? Or, or Doctor? Would you? Let's let Doctor Keith do it because I put my. Phone I also on. don't know. I'm not sure what the protocol is for a woman in the mosque. All right. Um, if there's well, a place um, that she can go and can't go, very probably. Um, so we'll assume that. You're in a proper place. Okay. And and remember, we should, we should take our shoes off before we go. Right. All of the protocols that you that you that are obvious, you're following, and there's no prayer service going on at the moment. So. Okay. Um. Uh. So, uh, are you talking to, let's say? one of the tour people, or are you talking to an imam, or who are you talking to? Um, well, I think that's, that's limited by, by... Oh, sorry. Hang on. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm in the women's... No. no, you're all together. Oh, we're all together. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll go for the imam, if, if, if he's uh, available. Okay. He's always available. So, um, yes, my children. What can I do for you? What can I help? What can I uh, answer for you, Frank? <laughs> yes, the one with the big beard. I thought it was Doctor Key. Yeah, well, she does have a big beard, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> I beg your pardon. <laughs> Her beard is dead now. His name was Rupert. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> still look at her. <laughs> too soon. What can I? What can I do to answer your questions? Uh, uh, well, oh, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm just. I'm, am I doing this, or because I'm not sure what I'm doing? Yeah, sure. You can go ahead. I'll let you guys discuss them. Since you guys have been traveling at certain points, you guys have discussed what you want to discuss, what you want to ask. So, if you still want to discuss what you want to ask before you ask it, then go ahead. Okay. Um, basically, Frank, you'll you'll do the talking, but we're we're basically going to start off by um, complimenting the beauty of the the mosque, um, on how long it's been here and everything like that, and. Um, asking a little bit more about the religion. We'll try to move the, the conversation um, mosques that in the city that we should, there are any. We'll make this easy. What, what are you trying to find out 
from this? Well, soon? we're trying to find. Yeah, we're trying to find out about the Shun Mosque. All right. Um, where where it is, and and possibly, if we can, why it's shunned. Well, right. what you what you uh, go ahead and do a. I don't know what roll. Let's do a luck roll. For all of us? Yeah, go ahead. Fail. Oh, pass. Only just. Well, basically what he... What he explains to you is the nature of of things um you've got a city that is uh 1700 years old um you've got churches that were converted into mosques you've got mosques that were built since then um hundreds of them uh it's more a question of uh popularity people go to mosques that are popular because they are beautiful or whatever if the neighborhood starts to go downhill which many neighborhoods in in the past 1600 years have gone downhill come back again gone downhill again whatever people don't want to go to those mosques because they're in a dangerous neighborhood and the mosque falls into disrepair Eventually, if the neighborhood comes back, it the mosque comes back. But there's no way of telling. They're all and and of course, some of these mosques are really old. They fall apart. They they get damaged by earthquakes or whatever. Um, if you're looking for a particular mosque, it's going to be tricky. Uh, um. Well, we. The, we Go ahead. We, we, we were told um, we, we were told by, by an acquaintance that there was a, a, a particular a very obscure mosque that, that we, we should look at. He said it was architecturally very unusual hmm. um, which, which makes me I, 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 we didn't get too much information about it but I, I, I'm assuming that means it's one of the one of the older mosques. Um, but um, he didn't know the, uh, the the correct name for it. All he knew was that it was referred to as the Shunned Mosque. I've I've never heard of any mosque that's called that. Um, I'll ask. He oh, says, "You know." Yeah, I was going to ask. Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to ask is um, in in their religion in in the uh, Muslim religion. Would there be any sort of time where uh, the imam would actually shun a mosque? Like perhaps, uh, you know, I try to try to compare it to like maybe uh, how a Catholic would shun a particular cathedral. Mm, no, there's nothing there's no nothing like that. Um, uh, like. And he just sort of reiterates that it's it's like popularity. Um, people go to mosques that they think are beautiful and that they feel safe in, and they end up not going to the ones that 
And of course, it's like a snowball effect. Once, once you stop going to that mosque, other people stop going to the mosque, and eventually nobody goes to that mosque. And then there's no point in anybody going to that mosque like an imam. So the imam goes to some other mosque where the people are. And it's not quite like it's not quite like in the Christian faith where a priest will get assigned to that church, you know, and that's their church and that's where they're supposed to be, regardless of whether people go there or not. It's not the same with the Muslims. If there's no people going there, then there's no point in going there. And they're not going to tear it down. They'll just not go there anymore. It's just okay. a building. It's still a mosque, but, and eventually, like he says, it could come back if it got popular again. But he said there's probably a lot of those out there. You know, um, there's, there's 400 mosques. They're not all used. Um, mm. He says, you know, if you're looking for information on uh, unusual places in the city, I've heard tell that there is a man. You can sometimes find him in the bazaar. Um, his name is Balab. And he, he has his fingers in a lot of things going on in the city. And he knows a lot of things that are going on. And if you need information... He's the man who can find information for you. Uh, I don't know where he is, but, you know, that might help. Um, is, uh, what's his name? The, uh, our translator, is he with us? Yeah. Yes. I would turn to him and I would ask him, uh, is he familiar with this man? Uh, he says not not personally, but uh, I've heard that uh, you know this this Baleb fellow. People have you know he's he's mostly a a bit of an underworld person, but he knows he's he's an information salesman. Um, but uh, his his uh, his common sort of people call him the. Um, the, the man who perspires a lot. <laughs> uh, which uh, Really? Is that really what they is, call him? They, the, they call him... Uh, sweaty Baleb. They call him uh, ba uh, Baleb uh, uh, Turliadam, the man who sweats. Okay. Um, and uh, that's he's often at the bathhouse. Bathhouses. Okay. But uh, how you find him or, or whatever, he has no idea. Okay. Oh. So the imam, if if you're done. Yeah, and I and I thank him for taking his time with with us and on on the mosque and um, tell him how how fascinating, you know. Um, and I'll I'll sort of talk with you guys on the side, saying, I mean, sort of loud enough for him to hear, you know. Wow, that's interesting. How, you know, the the Catholic religion and this religion differ in so many ways, and based off of our conversation, and um, because we we were basically going with the story that 
historians are doing research. So, right. Um, All right. So by now it's probably hmm, six o'clock in the evening. The sun's going down. Okay. It's getting cold. It is winter. All right. Um, is there a way for us to contact our our, our translator? I, I'm I'm forgetting his name. I, I, uh, Fayer. Yeah, Fayer is here. Fayer. Is there a way for us to contact him? Because we might but be if, turning if, in. I don't mm-hmm. know what. The rest. If if you need him, he will show up at your hotel tomorrow morning. Yeah. First thing. Okay. Ready, ready to to work. So, are you going to let him go for the evening then? Um, are we say that we in for the for the evening? Okay. Um, um, uh, and, he um, expects you to pay him each day, so you pay him what he he's oh, yeah. owed, and and he leaves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he will be there yeah. at uh, what time do you want him to be there in the morning? What time does the sun come up? Oh, it's winter. Sure. I so mean, right now, down. let's say I said it was six o'clock. The sun's probably not completely down yet, but the city is dark because you've got lots of buildings. So okay. it's on the horizon. It's probably going to be six or seven before the sun comes up tomorrow. Uh, let's say eight o'clock in the morning. He's okay. welcome to break fast with us. Uh, he'll be there um, if he wants. Oh no 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 no! I mean, and it's 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 on us. I mean, he understands that, but on. he's not. He doesn't seem very social with you. It's just he's doing a job. It's understandable. But... I, I I forgive me. It's just uh, I I have so much work with so many different people. I. I just, I, I would prefer it if we just remain completely professional. Oh, it's fine. Um, I, uh, you know, breakfast is the most important meal of the, of the day. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised in the Mediterranean. Very few people eat breakfast. Really? Breakfast is a piece of, of, maybe a little piece of bread and a, and a couple of olives. And it's not that important to most of them, I think. I, I was when I was in Greece. I went into a place and asked for eggs, and and they were like, "What?" <laughs> Nobody eats that. All right. All right. So uh, you guys have left the the Blue Mosque. Uh, uh, Fayer has gone home. Uh, you, uh, what, what what would you like to do this evening, or do you want to pick it up the next day? Um. Well. Let's uh, quickly discuss what we've learned today. Um, okay. um, figure out what our next move should be um, tomorrow. Like we're going to go, we're going to see this sweaty man. <laughs> oh, so I don't know. I, I, I feel totally uncomfortable with all of this. Um, um, as GM for just a moment. I said this to Jeff before we started playing, but I should have just said it to everybody. This is very much a sandbox. Um, you guys could go wherever you want. The story is not linear, so 
I'm not going to answer questions until you get there or try. I'm not going to try to push you in directions. I want you to just explore. Okay. <laughs> but I, I asked, I asked you to, um, is there anything that we're missing? Anything, any other avenues of, um, before we meet up with, uh, I was, I was sitting here thinking today, modern world, how would I go about finding out more about joining a cult or Google. Satanism? How would I find out about Satanism? Do you, do you walk past their shop, um, you agree to take a personality test, and um, then you give them somewhere in the region of a quarter of a million dollars. <laughs> Well, if you're looking for Satanism, you just visit your local hot topic. Yeah, right. Out there, and they'll point you in the right direction. That's actually kind of what I was thinking. Like, I'm wondering, like, the first thing that popped into my mind was heavy metal bands. So I'm wondering. It's a shame nobody plays heavy metal. I believe. I believe, I, I'm guessing, I'm guessing from little bits that I know, I think that their version in, in Muslim of Satan is Iblis. Iblis. And... Shaitan or something. That's, that's okay. a little, that's, that's possible too, Shaitan. Um, but I think yeah. that, you know, this is the kind of place where they stone people to death in the 1920s still. In the 20s, really? Yeah. So I'd be careful of those sort of things that you'd bring bring up in, you know, if they thought you were a devil worshiper, they'd probably stone you to death and ask questions later. It's it's stone either. This is still this is still a land where there's slavery and stoning and public executions and you know. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, we're we're kind of witnessing the whole slavery thing with the it's what the British were trying to stop, but it's still and I've, I mean I'm not saying that the, the Turks were behind that. It's they probably didn't like it either, but it was just a f- fact of life in the nineteen twenties. It had been going on for a thousand years. If that's the case then Really, the only the only um, lead we have then that we know of is that we we know that the the red tower was formerly a center of cult activity. So, if we were to to do some research into um, the red tower and find if we could find out any mention of it or where it was, that might link to something else connected with it. I'm not sure whether that's where we want to go, but it might lead us in the right direction of some other information that could point us towards where we want to go. Well, that... Uh, Frank, um, 
you're the one who has all the notes. Um, when we we read through the uh, image of the devil, which of that name, but um, end of the story, I know that they took this dagger here, and um, I was wondering what else did they have? They had the dagger, a few other items. Hmm. The, well, you've seen the two that are mentioned in the the two main ones that are mentioned in the the uh, Majni del Diavolo are the the Mem Sahis and the Sedefkar Simulacrum. There are other things, obviously, that were taken as as spoils. Most of which you have seen when you were in Vinkovsi. Yeah, I was, but I was, I was, the, the, the knights were carrying something that was wrapped up, um, trying to remember what it was, though. Something that they, they took, uh, not to, uh, I don't remember. Um. Package in Saint Mochius Church. That was right. The scroll. Yeah. We're looking for a scroll that that told them where. Um, yes, where. Uh, he will come by the bloody tower at behest of supplicant. City will run red, with fire and blood. Three parchment pieces tied with a ribbon used to locate the Sedefgar simulacrum. Oh, the bloody tower, not the red tower, the bloody tower. It was red. And then there's uh, an odd egg-shaped oblong piece of clay sealed with wax. We never opened it. Right, right, right. That's what uh, I was thinking. Um... <laughs> and I put a note in here saying that after the game... Tom told us that it was a smart decision because something really bad would have happened. <laughs> Why was that matter or what? <laughs> but I'm, I'm wondering uh, whatever happened to those items. Yeah, I don't remember. That was, was 700 years ago. Yeah, yeah. They were they not know... entrusted with the, the, the Knights of the Shield. Right. right. That's what I was thinking. What if we were to, to look into uh, the Knights of the Shield to see if there's any other references to them? Hmm. Yeah, it is. It is um, Constantinople, after all, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. They had some sort of headquarters where they kept uh, certain items. Let's go. The um, I wrote down Boniface, which I think was the other leader. Yes, right, Bonif Boniface uh, 
was and uh he was kind of was it uh baldwin right Baldwin was the other right baldwin and boniface they were together that's just history if you want to read that stuff that's that's all there i'm just going to read some of my random random notes <laughs> Romardi was a knight a knight who was also searching for the cursed armor mm -hmm. commanding the cult of the unburdened flesh possibly their leader so Remardi is the name we might. Uh, Knights of the Noble Shield. Aravac. Yeah, Aravac, which we know now is Fenelik, right? Um. Do we still have the? Uh, do we still have Smite's uh, journal? Yes. Uh, you also still have La Magia Diablo. Or did you give that to uh, J um, uh, the the guy in uh, Sophia? I thought I thought we did. You might have. I think you did. Um, oh, I think or, or was it? Was it? Was it part of the uh, the items that? Uh, no, it you you swiped the Lamagne del Diavolo from uh, Venice, from the museum. Yeah. Uh, but uh, okay, so then we should still have that. Jordanov, Jordanov had uh, had mentioned it while you guys were talking, and you were like, "Well, it just so happens that we have it." Yeah, but I think for him to. I, I mean, you gave him the, the book that it's, it's up to you. Um, gave him the, 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 the books that, that belong to him. Oh, yes, you did. You gave him uh, yeah. Yeah. the other yeah, books. Yeah, we were going to let him. Yeah, we which, were going to let him. Which of us has currently got him. that stone? The, the, the barrier of St. Gabriel. Feel like I do, but I'm not 100 percent certain. Okay. Do you still have that? I think I do. Okay. The the one with the elder sign with the star. Yes. Right. I think I took that when we were in the tomb. Okay. It was, it was in the um, crate. Oh, it was in the crate that came mm. from the tomb. You can confirm that if you want, but yeah, you can still have that. Um, let's see. Yeah, I wanted to, the reason why I asked about the, the journal, um, Smite's journal, um, the members of the the Blue Rose, um, mm -hmm. I'm trying to pinpoint where they ended up and where they faced that. Uh, well, Eldridge ended up 
disappearing out of existence and well, not uh, Eldridge, but um uh, yeah um captain captain leonard leon was it captain leonard captain leonard leo something <laughs> disappeared the 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 lady went insane and uh frank's character took care of her for 20 years and then hung himself right the question i was having is where did they have their altercation Hmm. So that's closer to our modern time, and if it's if a valid that, question, a... it's a valid question. But I don't have the info in front of me. Let me look really quick. The Blood Red Fez. This is this is the first gigantic book that we started with. Uh, let's see. No. Uh, no, that's the opera. Give me just a moment. I think this might be it. The last place, the, the place where you guys actually stopped the incursion. Wait, wait, this isn't right. Oh, yes, okay. I'm almost there. Um, was on an island. Uh, it was the island of... There was a prince, Prince uh, Ramazan, that had been exiled to the island, and the woman was going to cut his throat and summon something horrible. Uh, the prince's island islands are called hmm, Kizil Adalar by the Turks. They lie 12 miles south of Constantinople in the Sea of Marmara. Okay. Uh, officially, they number nine, but there is a tenth one that is southeast uh, of the furthest one and considered forbidden. That's where that whole thing ended up, on that island. Hmm. Is that, does that answer your question? It does. Um, so it's for a bit. Um, what do we know about the place now? Or, well, we could do some research about it. It's still off limits. What was that? 18 what? That was 1893. So it wasn't that long ago. Wondering if it's still considered forbidden. Mm -hmm. That could be a good lead. You said it was how how far from Constantinople? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Twelve. 
12 miles south. 12 miles south of Constantinople in the Sea of Marmara. And if we were looking at the map, well, we don't have a physical map, but based on some descriptions, um, where would the, the uh, be, the Red Tower? Um, Which direction, vaguely? Well, would have been in the north? Would that be of the city somewhere along the, the edge of the Golden Horn? All right. So yeah, that's that's kind of out. Do we know of well? going to ask, do we know of, of any um, disasters that happened within this area the past few centuries? Something that might change the landscape up a bit. Um, no, not really. Um, I don't know if they're subject to earthquakes or storms. I'm sure there's all sorts of little things like that, but nothing that really changed the geography. Most of the city okay. is pretty much the um, same from. Go ahead and do a. Let's see. Uh, you're asking the questions, uh, uh, Doctor Dawkins. So, uh, go ahead and do an idea roll. This will be for your memory. Five, five out of eight. Very good. All right. As you recall, in the journal of uh, uh, the people that went uh, in the, uh, what's his name's journal, uh, uh, Do uh, Professor Smythe's journal in 1893, mm -hmm. that uh, when, the, uh, when the people arrived, when the characters arrived in Constantinople, uh, they actually visited um what may have been then the head of the brotherhood of the skin because they were looking for information on uh are you talking about the uh they visited to, they they split they split the party one party went to talk to the frenchman and the other one went to talk to the head of this cult the heavy set um, because they were looking for uh, the new leader of the, the Blood Red Fez cult who had been a member of this other cult. Right. They had met with the, the leader of this other cult. Right. Yeah, I, re I remember that. Um, and it did location uh, in the 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 journal. The location in the journal for the headquarters of this other cult, uh, which I actually do believe was referred to as the skinless cult. 
was across the the Golden Horn on the other side, on the on the Asian side, and uh, in a place called Skutari, and it was an old fort. Is it still there? Possibly. Hmm. So I'll I'll bring that up uh, to Tabby uh, to you guys. Maybe that's a place that we should look into as well. Give me give me the short version of that again. Just recap that because I was kind of reading at the same time. I was catching drips and drabs. In in the journal about the blood red fez, the 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 main characters had found information about the cult of the blood red fez because the guy who had was the leader of the blood red fez had been a member of the skinless cult uh and the characters went and talked to somebody called the frenchman and they talked to the leader of the skinless cult in uh scutari right the french the frenchman was the uh the heavyset guy i remember now and he was the one who was extremely opulent. Everything was yeah. over the top opulent. And I believe um, Matilda went to talk to the Frenchman. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. And then uh went to talk to okay um but i'm just trying to uh remember and this was what 30 years ago we we have a possible location orders might be mm-hmm. and then we have now, a strange name of um, in your memory, Frank. There's um, uh, just to point out that there, you, you got a really good score. Uh, there are some discrepancies here, of course. Scutari's on the other side of the, the Golden Horn, so it's not even in the city proper. Hmm. Um, the Red Tower was supposed to be in the city, um, so you're getting different locations. All right. I'm sorry if this whole episode's kind of slow and boring. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it has us thinking. Um, you guys are being careful, and you should be careful. I still think the red tower, the bloody tower, is a, is a potential lead. Which is killing me because I saw that map and I know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, tomorrow morning, what we should do is um, return back to the library, um, which 
um, to try to pinpoint this specific area. I do want to do a, another cross-reference. I know that um, with the missing children all over the place, but the two that were um, names, I want to know if it's somewhere near that area be looking into. Okay. You're going to do that tomorrow morning? Yeah. Okay. What time is it now? We'll say 8 o'clock. Oh, let's, let's uh, go grab something to eat for dinner and then um, turn in early um, so we can get an yeah. early start. Okay. Let's say just for the fun. Oh, what the hell? I'm like, wait, this is not, I don't remember reading this. It's because I'm in a completely different book now. <laughs> All the way back, beginning of our story. This book, I don't want to have to pick this book up. <laughs> All right. So you, you said you're going to go out for dinner. All right. I would like you, you're going to go out to eat dinner uh, in a place where you sit on the floor and they bring the food out. You sit cross-legged on the floor, belly dancers. Um. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's all very interesting. I will say out, 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 out of character. Um, there's a Moroccan place here in Philadelphia called the Fez. Mm -hmm. And it sounds pretty much like what yeah. you're explaining here. So let you know, maybe this place should be called the Fez just to keep us paranoid. Okay. It's the Fez, which everybody's wearing Fezes. Half the, half the population here wears Fezes at this point. Um, Hmm. One second. Um, Dr. Elizabeth, do a spot hidden roll. Twenty-seven out of forty-five. Okay. Success. There. There are, of course, it's this big city. There's lots of people. And there's there's people from, uh, at least as far as you're concerned, from all over the world. People in different kinds of costume, people in robes, people in business, in suits, people in, in you know, tuxedos, um, people everywhere, people who are rich, people who are poor, people are all that. But as you are, as you are getting ready to go into the restaurant um something kind of sticks in your head that you see um it's kind of in the shadows and it's over to the side and there's a lot of people around but you're pretty sure you see a bear and it's shadowy it's you can't tell for sure if it's a bear but it sure is hunched over and round and big and hairy like a bear and about the time you notice it you notice that there is um a gypsy man 
who has kind of like a leash and the bear is on the leash and you realize he's probably some sort of performer you know a street performer or whatever but to see a, a big huge bear like that really surprises you and by then you're sort of hustled by the others into the restaurant because they're hungry um, but you see that and it, it's like my god where are you <laughs> what kind of a place is this it's north did you not see that there was a there was a man out there with a bear where on the street yes on the street with a bear on the on a lead i think it was it was a, a, i'll, I'll glance out you know, it's incredibly cruel the way the they door. do that. They strap um, hot irons to, to the bear's feet to, to train them to do that. I've, I've heard, I read that somewhere. I'm sorry, Dr. Dawkins, what did you say? I, I, I was going to say, I you know, when, when uh, Dr. Elizabeth, uh, when, when she says that, I will give a glance out to, to, to confirm whether or not she's uh, actually. Okay. A couple seconds have gone by between that incident and you sticking your head back out the door and looking. Go ahead and do a spot hidden. And I believe I failed by three. So. Okay. You don't, you don't see anything. But that doesn't mean that the I'll, person didn't go down back. an alley or walk walk across or go into some building or or somewhere. So I'll come back. And I'll people say, out there I don't see a bear out there. If well, there I definitely were people, saw it. I'm not mad, you know. I saw, and I when I see a bear, look at Frank and I say, um, "No drinks for her <laughs> this evening." Is this the same, like one of your ghost stories no, that you no. said you saw in there, Doctor Keith? It's a man with a bear, like a dancing bear. Bear. Oh, was not a bear was dancing. No, it wasn't actually dancing at the time, but I assumed because he was a, a he had a bear on a on a leash that it was probably a dancing bear. They have those out Which here, you know. Say is, and I guess it wandered off to grab a picnic basket, right? <laughs> what on earth are you talking about? <laughs> what the hell's he talking about? <laughs> Have you two gone completely mad? Oh no, we were just playing. I don't know why I even bothered telling you about this bear. It's just I don't. Yeah, All right. Well, well, you know, I need a drink. Yes, it's a long, frustrating day. I need to blow off some steam here. Oh. I don't think there's alcohol in this city. What? I do not believe that the Muslims drink. Not even for the tourists? Oh. They're, they're, well, it's, it's coffee. It's, it's Turkish I, coffee. I think that, well, I don't know the answer to that. If, if the place you had gone to had been British, they might have alcohol. But mm -hmm. I don't think that they would have alcohol here. Apple tea. Or um, or sherbet, apple tini. Drinking sherbet. You say apple tini? Is that what? Apple tini. Apple tea. 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 Chamomile. 
and uh so the food's good but uh there's just no access right now to alcohol it's like being back in the united states what's in the big hookah hashish probably yeah no sheep problem shit. with that you say sheep shit shimsha oh shimsha okay it's like what <laughs> ew what's that smell so you enjoy your meal and uh and i assume you go back to the hotel unless you want to do anything yeah. else you know i was thinking what if since we found the first scroll in the dreamlands what if we did get our hands on some how did you say it Shish, shishimi <laughs> Shim, shimcha. what if we don't me is is um fish or fish so, so we smoke some raw fish and what if we what if we took a trip to the dreamlands maybe henry could help me That would be, I wouldn't mind seeing Henry again. It's just a long shot, just a I'm grasping at straws and I'm looking for an excuse. Yeah, okay. Call it an early night. Get shame, a good... shame, shame sure is just, is, is just, um, Tobacco flavored with um, molasses and different fruits. Hmm. It's not. It's not psychoactive. Okay. But hashish is. So, so you end up back at your hotel. We'll assume then that you go to sleep, and that's probably a good breaking point. <laughs> well, anyways. Let's go. Let's go ahead and end this. Uh, our players included Mick Swan, Jeff Wilkins, and Wayne Worthy, with myself as the keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our show, free if you to unload, free if you to download from Podbean or iTunes. Patrons of our show can now enjoy recordings of our pre and post game conversations when we first publish them. Some of the funniest and most interesting stuff occurs before and after the show. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month will help us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We love hearing from you. This is Tom Rayleigh inviting you to journey with us once again, together with all the members of our gaming club, uh, into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck. Good gaming. <laughs> <laughs>